Hello and welcome. We are live. How are you, Pascal? I'm very good. So it's exciting. This is the very first session 2023. And live, I'm starting to really enjoy live. I mean, you and I are kind of um, pretty busy content creators, but there's something special about going live. Yeah, it just puts you in a different frame of mind, and it's you know it's great to just just do it. You don't you you, you don't have that comfort zone, do you? Of of sort of oh, we can re-record that or press pause. It's just what it is. It is what it is. So welcome, mm -hmm. uh, thanks for joining us. We are live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. We're live on LinkedIn, uh, and uh, it's great to have you here. You might be listening to us. Uh, you might be watching us. Uh, we are into our third webinar. Let uh, me bring up some slides for you. So this is the uh, website best practice series, uh, which uh, myself and Pascal are running. Uh, it's part of the 90daymarketingmastery.com. You'll be able to find out a lot more over on that website. Uh, we had session one and session two that uh, you'll be able to find uh, on, on either of our channels, which was around the website health check and then building trust on your website. Today is session three. We're going to be focusing on attracting the right website visitors. Coming up after session three, we've got uh, converting visitors into inquiries and being proud of your website. Um, so session three, without further ado, is about attracting the right website visitors. So Pascal, this is two things. It's uh, the using practical SEO techniques, which I'm going to cover to increase website visitors. And you're going to cover building a network of expert guests and referring websites. Should I let you uh, take over and get us started? Well, thank you very much. And yes, as a reminder, this webinar series is really our extension of the launch that we had in December. So we have crafted, we spend months and months, you know, working out a way to make you feel proud of your website again. Uh, quickly, I had a meeting only this morning and yesterday about that very thing. A client of mine telling me a story of presenting a, the business via Zoom to a very important client. Unfortunately, because of the time of the year, not everybody could be present on the client side and they ask for the link to the website and the LinkedIn profiles. And then everything started, the you know, the, the, the feeling of, oof, well, actually, website is not quite right. We're not so keen and so on and so forth. But that's what happens. People will use the website as part of their kind of reflection, that kind of due diligence and so on. And what we looked at uh, and we now know is that as a result, you are taking on, on a the project of crafting an online experience for your customers. You're no longer just updating WordPress. You're no longer just using MailChimp. You are crafting an experience. That was kind of what we discussed. We yeah. talked about trust a lot. Uh, Johnny, please carry on. Yeah, well, we, we, I mean, this this it's a 90-day program to ultimately take people away from that worry of sharing their website link and not being proud of their website. We've got decades of experience. We've spent months and months putting a, a, a really a high value program together full of all sorts of uh, treats and tricks. And, and it's it, the whole thing's online um, with, uh, and you'll have one-to-one -one sessions with myself and Pascal. But the purpose of these webinars was just to give you a taste, to give you a taste, but also to give you lots of tricks and tips and and lots of value because that's what we do isn't it we just give we we like giving stuff away we do quite a bit so we and we spoke about this idea of building trust and the, this idea of uh, 
the convenience of accessing information, but also the need to make a meaningful, real human connection. So we spoke about that quite a bit. So our kind of uh, contention and our advice to all of you viewers and listeners live and on replay is that you've got to separate you know, almost what you need to do here. So you build trust because you're looking at, uh, after the website and you're looking after your visitors. And in fact, that led us to the conclusion that websites today have a different purpose altogether or a newer purpose. This idea of recording and sharing your day-to-day your ordinary has become someone else's extraordinary. So your conversations that you have, your considerations, the many connections, you can't just keep it to yourself or keep it in your head. You have to display that on the platform. And as a result of which, you can create that experience via the website of showcasing qualities and attributes that would be valued by your clients. So you can see on screen. And the number one quality and attribute that we looked at was customers. That was session two. I want to extend on this today by just reminding you that when it comes to your ability to create that experience of being looked after or the feeling of being looked after, because it is what we do. When you go online and you consult a website, what you are essentially reading, watching, and listening to is a promise that in the future, should you choose to use their services, things will go well. Well, they can't just take your words for it. So what we try and do here with this program and part of the blueprint of the 90-day program as well is to break down the before, during, and after experience of your customers. I'm going to take you, Johnny and viewers and listeners, onto our interactive whiteboard of sort. And what we've done as part of the program is adopted this kind of um, blueprint of a customer journey. If you like a bit of science, you can look into the McKinsey customer uh, journey, as well as um, obviously typical sales funnel. And what we have done then for the before experience of your website, we talk about increasing your visibility, which is the subject of today. We need to then talk about credibility. That'll be next week, um, Johnny. And of course, your interactivity. Time is against me to go into too much detail about these three kind of stage journey of your customers, but that is really at the heart of what you need to, to understand. And my question to all of you, and we're going to give you some of the answers today, is what are you planning to do this year to vastly increase the visibility of your website? How do we get the visitors to even know that you exist, let alone then spend time on the site to build trust and credibility? And what we're going to do that is to look at a number of things. But typically, what we do with visibility, we use the power of others. We look at a network of referrers. Sometimes they are people, sometimes they are platform, but typically you could piggyback someone else's effort in keeping in touch with your future audience. We could call this our marketing. You might actually be invited to contribute to someone else's um, effort as a guest speaker, as a guest blogger, as a guest maybe at you know their podcast network or YouTube channel. You should find ways for individuals to make a reference to you, to maybe create introductions and so on, and you must, must rely, of course, on the well-established PR and paid promotion. Today, Johnny, we're going to be looking at the right-hand side of those options of using the power of others. You're about to talk to us about PR and paid promotion in today's economy via search engines. And I'll take over from you looking at guest marketing with a little twist and the ne sais quoi. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I'm going to focus for now on the practical SEO techniques of sort of 
how you can bring traffic to your website um, and some just tips and tricks really and just the basics of search engine optimization because often that's where the that's where things are, are left out those absolute basics of search engine optimization so if we look at what search engine optimization actually is it's just common sense and <laughs> and so many people just don't realize you know the, the the thing to do is to is to ask yourself if you were google what would you do um and do you think something's right or wrong how would you decide how to rank a website how would you decide what website to put above a different website so it's about common sense but it's also about good pr it's about traditional pr but online so if we think about the olden days it's about what people say about us it's how they say say it it's what they say but it's also whereabouts they say it so are we positioned in a a high quality newspaper or, or high quality trade press or magazine well that's just exactly the same but now online so it's about good pr it's about common sense and it's about accessible to the search engines so what we're talking about there is making sure that your fantastic website that you will be proud of coming on a course with us because i know that you're not right now proud of your website if i say what's your website address straight away you think oh please don't have a look pascal and johnny are going to rip it apart <laughs> well we'll help you put a a very proud website together and the most important thing is making sure that Google can access it and fully understand it. And that might sound simple enough, but actually it's about making sure that you write it in a way that Google really understands it. So there's two sides to search engine optimization. There's the uh, on-site itself, the website itself, and then you've got everything around the website, around the World Wide Web, which, is, which we call the off-site. So there's two sides, the on-site and the off-site. And if we think about the on-site side of things, it's about how have we built it? Have we had the right people to build it? If you were going to build a house, you'd want to make sure that you've got a structural engineer, a surveyor. Um, you'd want to make sure you've got building regulations, planning permission, all sorts of different things. But when we build a website, we often don't think about those things. And we often just think about what does it look like? But going back to a house, the sort of look comes quite late on, way after the structure. So it's about the keywords, it's about the content, it's about the usability, and it's about the technical aspect. How does the actual, how's the, how's the site been built and what's it been built with? Uh, so those are some key elements. And then on the off-site side of things, what's going on around the World Wide Web? What are people saying? What are people talking about? Well, that's all about the relevancy. It's about the links. It's about the reviews and the reputation. It's about what people are saying. Is it positive? Is it negative? Who's saying? it are trustworthy websites trustworthy people talking about you in a positive way and i know that pascal's going to be talking to us uh, about how you can create some of that positivity uh, and, uh, and and getting those high trusted websites talking about you so if we think about the on-site content itself Google's had some big changes. Well, Google's always changing on a on a regular basis, but certainly if you look at what the focus has been over the last 12 months, very much on helpful content. So it's about not just words for the sake of words. And, and you know, we've got this whole um, AI come along that's sort of writing blogs and writing website content. We, you've got to question whether there's true value and real help within 
that content. And we're talking about rich content as well. And what I mean by that is a variety of content. So not just words, not just video, not just images, but a real cross-section and a real mix that complement each other and really work together with each other. So it's about being really helpful. Now, whether that be uh, resourceful, whether it be funny, whether it be um, uh, controversial, it's about content that's going to make a difference. And that the, the question that you need to ask yourself is, would you take time out of your busy working day to read or listen or, or watch that content? And that's the key question. Would you take time out? And if you know, if the answer's no, then you've got to question how helpful is that content. If we think about the uh, technical aspect, the usability and the, the technical side of things, it's about making sure that things are, are responsive. So do they work across different devices? Do they work across different uh, browsers? And that's really important depending on screen size. I mean, one of the things that's so often missed, you know, if you think about mobile use now, we're well over 50% mobile use. But people don't think about using thumbs on mobile phones. And, and you know, you may have heard this and you may talk about it, but have you actually put it into practice on your website? Have you actually tried using your website compared to some of the other websites that are out there that actually really understand it and really get it and make buttons really easy to use and just having very clear call to action? So is your website responsive? Is it fast? We... we humans have evolved massively and we want unfortunately we want things very quick if we look at the younger generations i've got uh, very young children um and if i have a look at how they use the internet how they use things it's tiktok it's youtube shorts and if they don't get a buzz within sort of 0.1 of a second they flick 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 and all they're doing is just constantly flicking 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 it, things have to be fast and you have to get, you know, the load has to be quick. The, you have to get what you want very quickly. And it's got to be very easy to navigate, which is what I was talking about in terms of those buttons and those those uh, those click-throughs. So we've focused on the on-site and the off-site and the, and the uh, usability side of things. But let's just continue on the technical aspect. So it's about consistency. It's about the metadata and the headings. It's about making it really accessible to the search engines, labeling content. It's about the reason that, that I've brought, if, if you're seeing the screen and I've put this sort of um, uh, the ocean uh, picture on there. For me, it's about that sort of, um, uh, the word, whilst I was talking, the word has just completely gone, although it was there a second ago, um, it, ecosystem. So it's about how how in, in the ocean you, should, you sort of see schools of fish all being uh, together in swimming in, in different schools. And it's a bit like that. For me, it's a bit like that structured data. So there's certain areas that, you know, that's where that is, that's where that is. It's about organization. It's about making sure things are in the right places. So it's about structuring data Data and labeling that data to help Google understand what that data is, what it's about, um, and how relevant it is to your business, to your organization. So it's about the consistency, the, the labeling things up, using headings and structuring the data. And then the final part of the offsite is what is the crowd saying? What are people saying about your website, about you, about your organization, about your business? What are the reviews? What's the reputation? So we're talking, of course, about Google reviews, because if you're wanting to rank high in Google or even Bing, you need to be thinking about using their own review platforms. Also, third-party review platforms so that they can triangulate the data to make sure that things are as they should be. 
And then, of course, what's the crowd saying, thinking about social media and making sure that you are coming across in a really positive uh, uh, light and people are, are really talking about you in a, in, a, in, a, in the best way possible. And then, finally, it's about not just what people are saying, but who's linking to you. So how, so what platforms are they saying it from? So it's around, and, and in the olden days, it was about the number of links, but now it's about the trust, the reputation. It's about the domain authority. It's about, you know, how trustworthy is that domain and what does Google really think of them and are, how relevant are they? And so it's about how can you build really strong relationships with trusted authority organizations that are talking about you in a positive way and linking through to you. At this point, I'm going to hand back to Pascal, who's going to talk about expert guests and referring sites. Is that correct, Pascal? It is, yes. And can I just once again congratulate you? I mean, people will know that you and I are long-form content creators. And this is exciting because we have to pack everything into the space of half an hour. And you were dead on your 10-minute slot, so well done. <laughs> uh, I, did, I did okay, did I? <laughs> yes, you did absolutely. It's, it's and good to know. You give me a wonderful segue into, so here's the situation. You have a website. You want people who do not know you exist just yet to visit the site, how do you do that? And you can't just create a website, put some content on the website and hope things to happen. You have to create your own luck as people have done before you decades ago, not centuries ago. So I just want to kind of go into this idea of increasing the visibility of your web pages and website with a view of you know people spending long enough to find you credible, maybe to give you a chance and then by, by there, we can move on into your interactivity. So for me, Johnny, it's all to do with how you tap into your passion. And we're going to, I'm going to talk to this in, in, in a moment. As a result of which, you can structure your activities across three tactics. And I want to remind everybody that ultimately, the work that we do, you and I, by extension, is all about reputation management. And I think you did a very you know, good job here to reinforce the point that it's not website for website's sake or content for content's sake. It's all to do and it's all organized so that if I was to check you out, to use a very technical term, I'm left with a thorough impression in terms of how you do what you do, who you help, what you help them, and so on. And I'm keen to you know, work with you. So I'll begin with this idea of passion. And this is the logic, which I think is a term that you've used today, about how people in general and platform will see and, and kind of consider you. You're so passionate about what you do that you are interested in your own ecosystem, in your own industry, and that of your customers, and you keep yourself informed. But not only do you keep yourself informed, but you take pleasure in sharing that information. You're so passionate about what you do that you're curious about individuals and their contribution to that ecosystem. You make new connections, and you take pleasure in showcasing those connections. You take such grand pride and you're so passionate about helping your customers of course with those success stories are being shared so a parallel to being passionate is to being curious about what is happening in your world the world of your customers and what you could do is launch this year you know very importantly as soon as possible a bit of a business investigation of sort you know what you would do is 
When I think about my ideal customers and those who are already trusted, those who already have the attention of my customers, who are they? I wonder if my ideal customers belong to a membership organization or similar. And you can use synonyms here, um, Johnny. I wonder if my customers attend virtual conferences, webinars, and more. I wonder if they keep themselves informed via online news or even printed news and and more. That could be specialists as well as generic news. And do they actually go back to in-person event trade shows and, and more? And the answer is likely to be yes across all four, certainly a number of those. And it's not just uh, yes, and then need to tell me the results of your findings. Who are the membership organization? Who is running the trade show? Who is the editor of that magazine? And creating almost uh, the who's who of the trust network, those already in the habit of not only communicating with your future customers, but already in the habit of being trusted. And what we want to do with the visibility is find a way to tap into that channel and for that channel to carry our messages and, of course, our links to our website. So once you've done that investigation, what I want you to do, armed with the information about the who's who of that ecosystem, I want you to launch a research project. I want you to become the ultimate kind of investigator and inquirer about what is already being published by those websites and authorities. And I want you to go multimedia. I want you to research the podcast. I want you to research the videos, the eBooks, the infographics, the long form articles, all that kind of stuff. I want you to understand who is already in the business of communicating with your customers and creating content for them. Once you've found that out, what you want to get into the habit is maybe choosing a central theme or a central question or a trend for maybe a particular month. And that's where you need to start to tap into your own knowledge of the industry, you know, the key questions people have. Are there some updates? Are there things changing? Are there some new trends that your customers should know about? And what you want to do is move into tactic number one. You've come across the article, you've come across the video, the podcast, and so on. And what you want to be doing is launch officially that investigation. So I use the example of, of a client recently um, working in energy efficiency. And the theme of the month is the impact of AI and new technologies around being more energy efficient, very topical at this moment in time. So what the client is going to do is share the content being published by any one of those four groups you saw a moment ago from that ecosystem, save the findings, and do some weekly recaps as well. But there's essentially a big job of curation. Every time you share a content item, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a long-form article, via social media in particular, you must make sure that the author and the brand are being tagged, you know, the, the famous at Pascal Quintoni and at and so on. Some, not all, but some of those content creators will see the signal, the alert that, you know, their content has been shared on, and some will come back to you and say thank you for the additional publicity. When they do so, you can move on to the second tactic, which is to invite them to take part in an expert series. So let's say for argument's sake, you shared someone else's long-form content on a central theme that you are seen to be investigating that month. Then when they say thank you, your reaction should be immediately, you're more than welcome. It was a pleasure to share on your article. In fact, I have more questions for you. 
Would you like to join me on my next video Q&A so we can explore and expand on the content of your article? Move on to some, something very interesting. So they're going to join you on a video call. It could be Zoom. It could be any other platform. You have the option of maybe some expert Q&A. So you ask a question informed, inspired by the article you've chosen for them. They answer the questions and those listening and watching can take action. Maybe it was more of an update or maybe a trend. Something has changed. So maybe you're doing more of a news roundup type of video. And you can have one person as well. It could be a panel discussion. Maybe it's a product demonstration. It could be a product spotlight. Or in my line of work, it could be more of a technology tracker. But your guest is sharing more information, is kind of complementing the information that they shared previously on the podcast, the video, the ebook, the article that you curated and shared on their behalf. So now you have a situation where the guest of yours will have a video where they are featured. This video is on your website, likely it was to be a blog, and they're going to essentially share that on social media. And you could say to me, Johnny, job done. You have increased visibility by using an expert guest. Not quite. We have to move on to tactic number three. Now that you have that conversation with you and an expert, this is what you're going to do. You're going to convert that video chat into a blog series. You're going to transcribe the audio. So let's say, you know, I've done the test before, Johnny. If you chat with somebody for an hour, you have roughly, without any form of editing, 10 pages of content, which is quite a lot. So you could do a three or four or five part kind of blog series on a particular subject. What do you do with it? You do not publish it on your website. That is not increasing visibility. You go back to the ecosystem and you offer that transcription as a guest contributor, but not one, but of course four, because now this is a four-part blog series that can be offered to the membership organization, that could be offered to the conference organizer, that could be offered to the kind of news outlet, could be offered to any industry event organizers and so on. These will be featured on their website with a link back to your website. It will be shared on their social media, but not just once, but four, five, six, seven times, depending on how you've split the, um, the article. So these are the three tactics, which is a result of you being passionate and actually being curious, because as you can see from the slide, being curious is good for business. Let me wrap up very quickly that we're talking about building trust, separating website kind of um, consideration and visitors consideration. We spoke about customer service. I want to leave you with this thought, which is we've all heard of after-sales care. For me, visibility and everything you've heard, you've heard Johnny mention and myself right now is your before sales care. Very much a lot to think about. What I, what I absolutely love is the fact that it's about just using what's there and making the most of it. So it's a lot of this is is just sort of on a plate, but we don't think about using it all and, and putting it together and making it work hard for us um and that's the uh that, that's the bit that really resonates i think it's it's too easy just to sort of take one thing and think okay well i've done that that's great let's move on but you then it, yeah it's good it's good no, no, I thought you, you would appreciate it, and so would our viewers and listeners and and thank you again for your recap on the practical um seo tech Use a term at the very, very start, which is logic. And I think that's what we need to, um, to kind of lean on all the time. Yeah.
Um, there's a lot to think about here. It's worth mentioning that the 90-day program, by the way, includes uh, weekly two-hour strategy masterclasses. It's a, a monthly half-day master, mastermind event. There's personal one-to-one -one mentoring sessions with myself or Pascal. Uh, we have an exclusive podcast, a, fa a private Facebook group. There's live pop-up Q&As. We offer phone, email, and WhatsApp support. And of course, there would not be a huge template and resources if me and Pascal weren't involved. So of course, there's a massive template and resources library that we would let you have access to. Um, check us out. It, there's a VIP early bird uh, wait list and find out if you qualify for our next round. Um, as we said, there is so much to think about. And um, this was uh, session three of our mini webinar series. We've got session four coming up next week, which is converting visitors into inquiries. Uh, if you want to visit the website, then just if you're looking at the screen now, feel free to scan this QR code and that will take you directly over to the website, uh, which I will just give you a second more to scan that screen. Um, I'll press the pause button. It's the 90 day marketing mastery.com. I think that's all from us for today. Um, we look forward to speaking to you in our next series or next webinar, should I say? Um, and, uh, yeah, anything else that's, that's, uh, that's where we're at. No, thank you very much. And yes, I think, you know, it's important. This is, you know, as a product, as an experience, it is a live, fully immersive experience. Nothing is pre-recorded. This is not an online course you're going to pay and, and try and use on your own time. For the 90-day, you know, John and I are, by extension, your kind of non-exec marketing directors. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Pascal. It's been lovely seeing you. And we shall see you all soon. I'm going to leave you with a video that we've put together explaining it all. Take care. See you soon.